0: Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Hello, and welcome back to Let Love podcast with the Sisters of Life. It's Sister Anya's day yet again. (laughs) This is Sister
1: Veritas, again.
0: Again. And it's a joy to be back and talking about how we can let love bring us somewhere new.
1: It's kind of exciting just thinking about that topic, Mm. you know, it's not something that people necessarily phrase in that way all the time, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's actually, I mean, I think it's true. We, you know, letting love bring us somewhere new. Yeah. It happened to you. It happened to me. Hmm. You know, I, I, I love brought me to the Bronx. Did it. I didn't expect that to happen, <laughs> ever. But, <laughs>
0: but here you are. Here I am,
1: and happy as a clam. You know, it's funny it
0: happened to me, too. It's
1: funny that you <laughs> say that.
0: <laughs> but what I have found interesting here in the Bronx, because I grew up in rural Maine, and I think, you know, you can be afraid of letting go of the old places, mm-hmm. right? The new can be a bit daunting. Yeah. And I think coming from Maine to the Bronx when it was time to enter the convent uh, over 10 years ago uh, was, gosh, am I going to have, um, n- you know, natural, the natural world to ponder, be around, especially the animals. I'm like, nothing could be as cool as the moose in Maine or, you know, the black bears that you bump into when you go berry picking. Um, what kind of wildlife am I going to find in the Bronx? What
1: What did you find?
0: Well, what I found I couldn't have um, guessed, because actually, sister, it is. And I forgive me if I complain, but the squirrels here in the Bronx are outrageous creatures.
1: They are they absolutely
0: are. outrageous, and you actually wouldn't believe the stories. You're right about the squirrels here that surround our convent.
1: It's it's amazing. Maybe we should share a couple of those. And, and I should just preference, there's a kind of a uh, sentiment in the convent. You either kind of, like, hate them or you mm, love them. Mm. I'm in the loving category. I love the squirrels. I know others. I am probably, I swing
0: a little to the other side. <laughs> but only because, can I just present yeah. my case? Yes. So, j- I'm going to just do a triplet of stories. First... If you leave a package, so the mailman will drop off a package, and, you know, there's a lot of loving mothers and grandmothers out there that send cookies and brownies to their daughters in the convent. If that box is on, and I'm not kidding you, this is a true story, if that box is on the steps longer than, like, three minutes, it has a hole chewed through it, grandma's cookies are gone, and there's a squirrel licking his little paws. (laughs) Okay, that's story number one. So, first of all, a squirrel that like targets grandma's cookies. I don't know. That's just I don't know what that animal's about, and I don't know <laughs> what's motivating him. Second, sister leaves the window open to um, uh, one of the bathrooms. She had been cleaning the bathrooms, left the window open. The screens there. She was gone, but an hour. She comes back. Literally, squirrels had built the Taj Mahal <laughs> in this bathroom. I'm not, and it's like you couldn't have even imagined it you couldn't have you wouldn't have believed it unless you saw it layers upon layers of evergreen boughs dragged in through the window and these squirrels were moving in that's amazing last of the three and there's more there's more i was trying to make peace with the squirrels (laughs) i said you know what let me have my saint francis moment i put a little nut on my hand i held it out to a nearby squirrel thinking this is going to be we're going to make peace I will love these creatures. I, I was really trying to train my will. And the squirrel approached. He bit my finger, <laughs> stole my peanut, and ran away. Oh. <laughs> it's actually, so and I, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not even like one iota.
1: It's painful. So I
0: don't know. You can tell me why you love them. I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they're just. I mean, all of those stories have very valid points, <laughs> but there's just something endearing, you know, when you see a squirrel sitting on a a, a tree branch, drinking from a Capri Sun, it's or eating a bagel, or eating a piece of pizza from the children next door. <laughs> there's just something about that that's <laughs> endearing. Uh, fair enough, sister. And it's new. I mean, maybe they're becoming a new species. Who knows? But it's it's like evolving. <laughs> <I know. laughs> But it's like this newness, you know, this new place, the Bronx, new creatures. So, amen. We can give credence to let letting love bring
0: us somewhere new. Yep. And while those new things may be crazy, they settle in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all a blessing. I
0: don't know if there's a moral, but perhaps we should pray before we digress further. That's a great idea. Sister?
1: Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we praise you and we thank you for your love and your mercy. Lord, you said, behold, I make all things new. We ask you, Lord, to come into our our lives, our memories, our hearts, and make all things new for us. Bring us to a new place, to the newness you desire for us. Help us to receive you. Help us to be surprised by your love. We entrust ourselves For all our loved ones, uh, all those who are suffering right now, we give them to your heart, Jesus. We ask our Blessed Mother to be with them as we pray. Hail Mary, full full of of grace, grace, the Lord is is with thee. thee. Blessed Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at at the the hour of our
0: death. death. Amen.
1: Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray friend, for us. The Father, the Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. So let love bring you somewhere new. You know, love is God. God is love. How do we let Him bring us into new life?
1: Well, as you're speaking, sister, it makes me think. Just, I think He's He really invites us and, and wants to draw us into the mystery of the resurrection. It's. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the, that's the point.
0: It's, what, it's actually where my heart was drawn to um, really ponder. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's worth just mm-hmm. camping out there. Yeah. Because um, that's the new. That's, that's why we have a possibility of entering into new life, becoming new creations, mm-hmm. uh, because of that mm-hmm. mystery yeah. of the resurrection.
1: Yeah. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. Even just starting like, yeah. what is the resurrection? Hmm. you hmm. know and I mean if you think about it in a sense um, the resurrection you know Jesus rising from the dead mm-hmm. after being in the tomb for three 3 days it was the newest thing that ever happened in the history of the universe like that was new no, <laughs> mo- no one had done that before <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's like uncharted wow. uncharted territory in existence mm. you know it made me think actually a slight digression but yes we're into those today I know <laughs> But even, like, it, it like, bo- kind of bo- boggles the mind. If you really think about the resurrection, it's kind of like, what? Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I was thinking about, for example, uh, the discovery of Australia, and the explorers that discovered Australia, huh. when they discovered the platypus, you know, which yeah. looks like has the body of an otter, the bill of a duck, and the tail of a beaver. Yes, um, they're compelling little creatures. Yes, and they, they couldn't, it was like they couldn't wrap their minds around it, and they, they actually were looking for the seams 'Cause I thought someone had sewed it together. No kidding. Know? But it like totally broke through all their categories of Whoa. what's possible and but it's kind of that, that same like experience. Well similar maybe <laughs> I don't know for the resurrection the same category as a platypus, but it's like
0: being awed by it. Yes. Yeah. Well, and something I love it, that kind of uh expands and breaks all of our categories, our little box. Mm-hmm. Um it's big Mm -hmm. Um, it's the more Mm -hmm. it's it brings about new possibilities Mm -hmm. Um, well even in the catechism again just to get us oriented um, a few little tidbits because I think yes you can't really figure out the mystery as much as you have to step in and live it you have to step in and experience it and let it in a sense happen give it permission to happen Um, in number 488 It says the resurrection of Jesus is the crowning truth of our faith in Christ, a faith believed and lived as the central truth by the first Christian community. And that's all the way up until today, Mm. that this is what our faith hangs on, that the resurrection happened. Mm. Jesus rose from the dead, Mm -hmm. and that had incredible consequences Mm -hmm. um and those are those consequences we claim as christians Mm -hmm. um that the resurrection is an essential part of the paschal mystery that yeah for every cross if we hang in there with christ there's going to be a resurrection because christ rose from the dead in dying he conquered death um and to the dead to us he's given new life i think the other reality and we see this um in 639 and if you study theology that the mystery of Christ's resurrection is a real event. It's historically verified and we won't go through all those uh, today but it's worth studying Mm -hmm. um, those facts those Mm -hmm. historical realities Mm -hmm. um, that this incredible mystery um, hangs on actually Um, and Again, later in the Catechism, number 654, we see that by his death, Christ liberates us from sin, that by his resurrection, he opens for us the way to a new life.
1: Mm. It's amazing just thinking about that hmm. and how he literally, like, nothing nothing is too much for him. Like, just that, that newness that he wants to bring. Like, you think of him appearing to the apostles in the upper room and and Thomas literally putting his, his hands in his wounds. Yes. You know, and, and Jesus walked through walls. You know, he, he ate, they, they watched him eat fish. Right. You know, it's like this was a real body. Amen. He was you know a glorified body, but he really rose. And, um, and in that, uniting ourselves with him, that's what opens us, uh, enables us to be open to, to this new life you're talking about.
0: Well, that's so powerful, sister.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and even
0: as you're speaking about, yes, his resurrected body, in and through our baptism, and Benedict the Sixteenth, I love uh, a word he gave us on this, is that he said, and this was a Easter vigil homily, in baptism the Lord enters your life through the door of your heart. We no longer stand alongside or in opposition even to one another. He says he passes through all these doors, He, the risen one, comes. He comes to you and joins his life with yours, drawing you into the open fire of his love.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Right? He says you become one, one with him, and thus one among yourselves. Uh, And we're never cut off from each other, he says. I mean, this is incredible that the life of Christ has been grafted Mm. to ours. My life has been grafted to Christ's. Uh, and in this deep sharing of life, I become divinized. I become who I was made to be, ultimately. Wow. It's real. And in through our baptism.
1: It's amazing. And to, you just want to, like, claim the grace of that, you know? Um, it's really something. And, and to, that we become one with Christ and with each other in that, like yes. you're saying. Um, and and kind of thinking, like, what does this mean for us, you know? Hmm. And it's like that there's always a reason for hope. You know, always, always that that sin and death are not the final word. Jesus is the final word.
0: There's no dead dead ends in Christ.
1: No, and it's like he 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 descended into shale. That's what our faith teaches us. The place of the dead, Mm. of death, and he pulled pulled souls out. He wants to pull us out of that place. You know, and it's Mm. it's like John Paul II says. You know, he said, "Do not abandon yourselves to despair." We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. Amen.
0: Wow. Well, and there it is—the call uh, to claim that song, mm-hmm. wherever we might be standing, whatever we might be facing, um, to to live in faith and hope and love in our risen Lord, that He can bring life into those places, that He can come into our shale, right? Mm-hmm. Those. D- deep, dark places of our hearts, you know, that we all carry. Mm-hmm. And he can bring light and truth and new life there mm-hmm. uh, if we give him permission. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, it's like my question as we're talking about this glorious reality that we have access to through our baptism is how do we receive this mystery mm-hmm. into our lives? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a great question because it, it can be so new that it can be a little scary or like a little uncomfortable or like mm-hmm. I don't even know how to move in this or like, mm-hmm. you know, open myself to this newness. Like what does this mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's like a story to illustrate or <laughs> oh, something. Gosh. You
0: know, it's it's the strangest thing that comes to mind. But I maybe, I don't know, uh, yeah, work with me here. And, and we can see in the sense, okay, I think it's true for any of us a lot of times we've had to try new food. Mm -hmm. And at first we might be a little skeptical. We might say, gosh, everyone else is eating it and enjoying it, but it looks a little too new for me. I remember uh, I spent some time, I was very blessed to spend time in sub-Saharan Africa uh, serving down there. This is before I was a sister. And I was invited to a potluck with um, all these uh, beautiful souls. I was in Botswana. And, um, you know, I'm thinking average American potluck oh, no. (laughs) Dish after dish was unveiled, and I was like, oh, good Lord. (laughs) Give me the grace to be gracious. And the one delicacy they wanted me to try most of all was what they called a Mopani worm. And these are these huge caterpillars-looking things that they pull out of Mopani trees, and they prepare and fry. And there it is. It's this giant caterpillar. And and this is what they wanted to share with me. And um, and it, I had a deep aversion, I have to tell you. And by God's grace, I was able to try that Mopani worm. And here's what I'll say. It was definitely an acquired taste. But I think it's a funny thing, perhaps, to, to think as we're confronting how do we receive the mystery of the resurrection into our lives. But I actually think, uh, there's something here in that it's being willing to try something new now i actually think his resurrection is much more appealing than a mopani worm but actually at first glance sometimes as the lord proposes his his resurrected his resurrection to us mm-hmm we might want to hold it at arm's length. Mm-hmm. We might hesitate to welcome it into our lives because it's new, it's different, it um, shakes us up, mm-hmm. it pulls the carpet out from underneath us. It's kind of like astronauts, right? You have to be mm-hmm. willing um, to, to let go of the very ground that you're walking on, mm-hmm. kind of hop in this rocket ship and be pulled away mm-hmm. from, from the world that you know so that you can discover new things, kind of live a new adventure um in your life uh that might be unlikely but it's incredible and what's it's what you're born for it's what you're made for yeah I don't know
1: I well I love I I think it's so fair and I I love that story and it it actually makes me think of um you're talking about acquired tastes and yes and actually um but like when Jesus said you know unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood you have no life in you Mm. and the people listening were like that's crazy that's crazy I mean for a Jew that's like incredibly blasphemous and defiled. are scandalized. Exactly. And it's like yeah. how can I re- I mean that's like nuts. Totally it's nuts, nuts. You know, and it's like but the lord it's like this is what I what I want to this is my my food is my love language. Like I want to yes. give you myself. Yes. You know, and and actually when you receive me you have this new life, you know? And it's uh mm. receiving that mystery and we can't quite it's almost like it an acquired taste for heaven, like he slowly feeds us with himself, with his love.
0: Amen. Well, no, I think the key word, sister, that you use there that um, really draws me is we receive. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, I know when the Easter season rolls around after Lent, to be honest, I always find the first few weeks of Mm -hmm. Easter disorienting. You know, you kind of build up and it's like everything's going to be all new and it's springtime and the... And the blossoms are blossoming and the daffodils are popping out. The crocuses are shooting up from the ground. And and you are expecting the same life in within yourself. And that is true. And yet what I always don't anticipate is, oof, to receive means to make room. Mm-hmm. And I like to call it, my Easter spirituality, I like to call it, is my spirituality of non-resistance. I love that. That's (laughs) awesome. Well, and you're talking about it. God wants to give himself to us. And it's for us to simply receive, to surrender, Mm -hmm. to turn ourselves over. Um, What might feel like reconciliation, you know, spelled (laughs) W-R-E-C-K, so to speak, is actually the reconciliation we desire, which is... See, if you look at the root of that word, it's seeing eye to eye mm-hmm. with the risen Lord, mm-hmm. um, and receiving that new life. Uh, but it requires letting go. Letting go. It requires of letting go control, mm-hmm. um, and and trusting that He's doing it and He mm-hmm. will do it. Mm-hmm. So it, it also requires leaning up against a strength that's not my own, a yeah. power that's not my own, learning to depend. Yeah.
1: Um, so it it is. It's a dare. Living yeah. the, welcoming the resurrection is a dare. Amen. And letting ourselves be surprised by him, be surprised mm-hmm. by his love. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of like you're saying, like, letting ourselves be led, almost as a child is led, you mm-hmm. know? Like, remember when I was little and my parents took us all to Australia for a year. And it's like, I'm going to trust mom and dad, you know? And it was, like, the best year ever. Like, Whoa. But it's like you, and some are totally new, but, like, letting, yeah, letting yourself be led, letting the quote-unquote old man, as they talk about in scripture, letting the old man go, you mm. know, and it's—I um, love that the spirituality of non-resistance, Amen. you know, to God's to God's design, to His love, to
0: God's way. Yeah. Well, and I think the surprising fruit, even if uh, there's a bit of a wrestling match or a confrontation, mm-hmm. you know, of of my mm-hmm. way and my life with this new life that wants to enter in, I think the fruit that you see and you see it in the life of um, all, all those. That experienced that resurrection, you know, the, the disciples when mm-hmm. when Jesus first rose and they were encountering him for the first time. What did Jesus say to them? What were his first mm-hmm. words? Peace.
1: Peace. Peace be with you.
0: Peace, like yeah. and not just little peace, but like the great shalom, mm-hmm. like this great peace, like a peace that can wrap you entirely, mm-hmm. um, fill every little atom in your your being and soul and your mm-hmm. heart. Um, and I think that is a huge fruit of welcoming the the resurrection that mystery into our lives
1: yeah
0: Um, and it surprises us Mm -hmm. mm-hmm but it's it's the peace of living as we should which is with God and in his life yeah Mm
1: mm-hmm I love that sister
0: yeah well and it is I have to tell you sister have you ever read um, searching for and maintaining uh interior piece something like that by father jacques philippe
1: yes this little pink book yes is my favorite yes o- of his is my favorite yes yeah yeah precisely yeah well that one
0: i have to say i was um happily defeated by it <laughs> because basically when you summarize that book which was so deeply helpful to me i realized darn it this book just took away all my reasons in a sense there are no good reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, not to have peace mm-hmm. when I really hold up whatever my trouble, whatever my worry, whatever my fear might be, when I weigh that on the balance with what Jesus has done mm-hmm. and with the reality of his resurrection and the power it bears, which is greater than anything mm-hmm. um, darn I, I don't I don't have any good reasons not to have peace mm-hmm. I was I was truly defeated by that book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Happily, uh, it's true though. It's true. I love that, and it's it's um, like everything. I mean, everything really in our lives, in our relationships. Mm. But it all, everything pales, or everything um, falls to the knees in the in the presence of the resurrection. Yes. The the power of the resurrection. Yes. And it, it actually, the resurrection is what rightly orders everything mm. in our hearts, which is why we have peace uh, through receiving that mystery Mm -hmm. because all of a sudden it's like everything that was like you know out of out of line or whatever you say but it's like it's all ordered yes in his love it
0: reminds me of saint mary magdalene Mm. and scripture tells us um, that she kind of after christ died and they they placed him in the tomb she went in a sense to kind of keep vigil Mm-hmm. outside of the tomb and it, it, there's one little line in scripture about her going in the in the night or in the dark mm-hmm. and it is I think we have to step towards it and we almost have to keep vigil mm-hmm. we have to we have to be willing to wait on uh, our risen Lord mm-hmm. especially in the places that are, are darkest or the places that uh, we doubt most uh, that a new dawn could rise there mm-hmm. we have to be willing to have that courageous heart like saint mary magdalene mm-hmm. and and wait yeah. vigil outside of that tomb mm-hmm. um in in great hope mm-hmm. in the new life to come well it, and i think that brings me to our to an i don't know point number three yeah I, it seems to me we've had at least two points before this <laughs> um,
1: but where do we see this lift mm. well i mean what strikes me immediately is the saints you know, awesome. the saints who let love bring them somewhere new. You know, I'm spe- I'll mention two perhaps, but mm. specifically St. Damien of Molokai. Love him. You know, who was just um, a, a fiery Belgian hmm. uh, priest, you know, and um, was, they asked for volunteers who, who will go to the island of Molokai to, to care for the lepers, you know. And he stood up, he volunteered Wow. and he went um, and he was alone. Really, I mean, eventually, he had some help, but he was mostly alone, um, and he went to this new place, new culture. I mean, talk about, I'm sure, wild and exotic creatures, you know. Um, and he went there. Love brought him there, you know, across the ocean to that place. Um, and love did something new there. He brought healing, and peace, and the presence of Jesus to people who were living in total depravity and and darkness and deep deep suffering you wow. know and it's just uh, he's such a um a model to me and a witness to me and i, I want to be like him you know yes. saint damon of molokai yeah just a great great uh hero of our faith you know he let love bring him somewhere new literally and bring new life to others in that way truly i mean really how powerful yeah Wow. And I do want to mention just another saint who yes. doesn't get a lot of attention. Yeah, but I get d- a big smile <laughs> on your face, sister. Who is it? His name is St. Theophane Venard. I won't go on too long about mm-hmm. him, but he was St. Therese's favorite male saint. She said of him, my little soul. I know, little known fact. <laughs> she said of him, my soul is like his, you know, which is really powerful. But wow. he was really a saint that also let love bring him somewhere new. You know, mm-hmm. he was French missionary, got ordained at 23, joined the Foreign Mission Society, and I think at 25 left for um, Vietnam, you know, to to serve the people there. Totally new culture, everything, and he learned the language, he learned the customs, and, um, you know, even when he was at the end, it was all uh, persecution of Christians, and he was captured, but I mean, at the end, like, he was in this cage for a month, and he just... It was amazing. He let love bring him somewhere new. But then he kept letting love create a newness in him wow. for others. And everyone, all his guards, all the people who were, quote, unquote, his enemies around him, they, like, fell in love with him. Mm. They were just, they just loved him to bits. And when he finally got his execution order, they, everyone was so sad. It <laughs> was so... but, but Persecutors. He, yeah. He, because, wow. you know, but he went to his death. And I really love this. But he went to his death, you know, um, he, he got... In new clothes you know because he wanted to he knew he was going to heaven and oh. it was like he went to his death with like all the expectation of of a bridegroom on his wedding day or uh. like this that the lord will again bring him somewhere new and create a newness even out of this place of death uh. and I just I just want to hold him up so Saint Theophane, Saint Theophane Vanard if anyone wants to look him up
0: he's got some great one-liners that he, I've seen he does he's got some great quotes he does um yeah but what about
1: your thoughts?
0: Well, I love it. I've got um, a real hero of mine actually was, I was very blessed to walk uh, with a young woman who was facing an unexpected pregnancy in her life. And uh, this is kind of how it all unfolded. So I was serving at one of our convents and all the sisters were busy and I was you know, kind of new, new kid on the block in the mission. So I'm just trying to hold down the fort and praying for the best. And the doorbell rings. And so I answer the door and there's uh, three teenagers and they basically said, Hey, um, you know, uh, we just came from Planned Parenthood and we're wondering if we can learn more about your program. And I was kind of like, huh, you know, like I'm I'm not aware we get a ton of referrals (laughs) from, (laughs) from Planned Parenthood. And, um, but I knew Grace was at work right away. I welcomed him in. We sat down. uh, We had grabbed him something to drink, and I listened to this young woman's story. And basically, she shared, you know, she was a senior in high school. Um, She was three months pregnant, and um, she was facing a tough decision. You know, the father of the baby said, "Get an abortion. I don't want to be a part of this." Uh, Everyone around her and her family was telling her, "You know, it's up to you. It's your choice." And she really felt like she had no other choice but to have an abortion. She didn't feel any support around her. And uh, so she did. She said, okay, Lord, she like made this last-ditch prayer before she went to the clinic. And she said, if you don't want me to do this, you have to give me a sign. So she went down there with her two friends, uh, was waiting for her appointment, and she just felt moved to go look at the brochure rack. She was feeling very uneasy and um, wanted to distract herself. And she felt drawn to pick up this one brochure. And it happened to be one of our brochures uh, that we have made, you know, extending support to women facing unexpected pregnancies. She said she picked it up. She read it. She started to cry, and she knew it was the answer to her prayer. Wow. Grabbed her two friends, uh, hopped on a bus, and there she was. And I have to tell you, uh, it was so powerful because after just listening to her speak about, her fears and the pressure she felt towards abortion she also shared with me her dreams you know she wanted to go to college she wanted um a beautiful love Uh, you know she wanted marriage and um and I just remember after listening to her receiving her uh I said gosh what what is your heart telling you to do um you know what where is love leading you in this and she just looked at me dead in the eye and she said sister my life is not over all I have to do is let go, let God, and uh, I'm having this baby. Wow. Her whole countenance changed. It, and this incredible grace filled her heart. And let me tell you, in those weeks that followed, and months, um, and now years, I would call her for inspiration. She graduated high school with honors. She went to college. She graduated with a four-year degree. She found a great guy. Um, they're now married. Um, not only did they have her beautiful daughter but another child and she let love bring her somewhere new mm. in the sense that she really felt like her life was over um but she let love build new bridges uh lead her in new possibilities she reverenced her heart and in a sense um all her dreams uh fell into place just by honoring and reverencing that lead of love and it's it took incredible courage Mm -hmm. um she's an incredible woman and i do i remember asking her i'm like gosh what's it what's what have you learned Mm -hmm. and she said you know i never knew my love was so strong wow yeah wow so it's like placing our trust in the power of love Mm -hmm. and uh jesus's resurrected love which Mm -hmm. can can find new ways
1: anywhere what a powerful story.
0: Isn't that something? It's so beautiful. It's it's incredible.
1: And it's just, I mean, it, I mean, talking about the saints, but it's like this is someone now. Yes. You know? Today. It's really, really beautiful. Really beautiful. Yeah. Well, even like one other little hero,
0: <laughs> someone
1: who uh,
0: let love bring him somewhere new. Yes. Uh, Chariots of Fire. Oh, my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. <laughs> We're back on it. But... Listen, I, I actually didn't know the story very well. You know, you hear the theme song, and you think it's cool. And, but listen, this guy, Eric Little, they called him the Flying Scotsman. He was an outstanding athlete. And yet, his, even as he moved through school, everyone would describe him, and one of his headmasters described him as being entirely without vanity. Mm. That early on, he had this incredible gift of faith and really ran to, to bring glory to God. Wow. And so what happened is, here he was, outstanding athlete. He's heading into the 1924 Summer Olympics in Paris. And he found out in anticipation of the Olympics that his race, which he was expected to to break all the records, um, the 100-meter dash, um, was on a Sunday. And because it was on a Sunday, um, and he wanted to honor the Sabbath, he wanted to honor Sunday, um, he withdrew. Isn't that incredible? It's awesome. I mean, here you are expected to steal the world stage. And he, he's like, no, I want to honor the Lord, mm-hmm. which many people, again, you know, it was it was a hard sell for people to believe uh, that that was a, an act of faith uh, that people could get behind. And so he's, he then entered into the 400-meter dash, which was not his event. But wouldn't you know... Um, God honored him mm. and he ran that 400 meter dash and he set the world record wow. and he got the gold medal. That's awesome. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. But even that, um, and that wasn't even the, necessarily the, the capstone in the sense he let love bring him somewhere new, um, to that victory and then beyond. He then returned after his glory in the Olympics to, he went to China as a missionary and he ended up actually um, dying there in service to others and one of his uh, fellow missionaries said his last words were it's complete surrender mm. and he spoke that in reference to how he had given his life to God complete surrender Wow and uh, again revealing the power of love that mm. this whole man's life, uh, was run at the pace and by the lead of love, and he glorified the Lord so beautifully. And mm-hmm. I know I find him inspiring. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it's so powerful to hear the the backstory, you know? Yeah, right. Because it, it's ju- I mean, really a, a saintly man. Um, and I mean, for all you listening, if you haven't, wa- have you, if you haven't seen the movie *Chariots of Fire*, it's worth it. It's so worth it. It won an Academy Award. Um, it really is a stunning picture. Yeah. Sorry, that's very British. It's a stunning picture. <laughs> You're all from the Commonwealth. <laughs> I am. Sister? I am from the Commonwealth. Wow. It's true.
0: Well, but, gosh, sister, I mean, I think in closing. Yeah. I mean. Letting love bring us somewhere new. Yeah. This mystery of the resurrection.
1: Yeah. And I think just, I mean, thinking about all of that, but but how you kind of mentioned it earlier, but God's categories are so much bigger than ours you know like let's live by his categories you know um let's swap out our kind of narrow concept of of even like time space success failure holiness let's swap that out for his yes you know the truth um and it's gonna be big and it's gonna be new um and it might be uncomfortable yes you know like when the uh, israelites were freed from egypt and mm-hmm. heading into the promised land it was uncomfortable mm-hmm. they didn't know this newness you know
0: yes.
1: but that's okay yeah. it's okay because we're made for infinity and and we have to grow into that mm. you know
0: amen sister yeah that's powerful before we go I mean that sounds like a
1: challenge in itself yeah Would well, you have anything to add before we go yeah um, Before we go, maybe just to ask Jesus, you know, in this time, Jesus, in this time in in the world, in the church, in my own heart, Jesus, where, to what newness do you want to bring me? Amen. You know, where, where, what new place do you want to bring me to? Amen. Yeah. Just a question for the Lord. It's beautiful, sister. Yeah. Yeah. What about you before we go?
0: Before we go, I think, um, if we follow the lead of love, um, we find the courage and the peace to face, um, whatever we might be facing in life. So I think, um, again, to pull back, to take a miracle minute and, um, ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to show you that place that he wants to come. Mm. And it Really, it's an echo of exactly what you said, sister. Um, Where does he want to make me new? And where can I give him permission Mm -hmm. uh, to let go? Mm -hmm. um, Just let my hands be shaken loose um, and welcome um, his way. Mm -hmm. That spirituality of Mm non-resistance. Asking for the grace not to resist uh, what he wants to do Mm -hmm. for, for you. Because he's about it. Amen. And um, asking for the grace to surrender. That's awesome, sister.
1: Yeah. He's about a mighty work. Yeah. Amen. How beautiful. Thanks. Well, maybe should we close in a prayer?
0: Sounds great, sister. I'd be happy to. (laughs) In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we entrust our hearts to you. We ask that you draw us into your resurrected life into the full glory and grace of that life. Uh, We ask you to share uh, your resurrected life with us, especially in those places uh, that may still harbor fear or doubt or discouragement or shades of darkness. We invite you to come there right now and uh, bring the power of your resurrection. Make it new with your light. Restore it with your grace we give you permission jesus and we just ask for the grace to follow the lead of love in and throughout this day in and through each moment and we ask this and we give you thanks ahead of time Mm -hmm. for answering our prayers as we say glory be to the father Father, to the the son Son, and to to the holy spirit Spirit, as it it was in the beginning beginning, is now and and will will be be forever forever. Amen. amen In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God bless and keep all of you. You are in the heart of our prayers. Amen. God bless you. See you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.